This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. The fun part of the show because I get some company here in the studio. And uh, tonight, Andy Stinton, small business guy, man. Yeah, you read it. <laughs> yeah, I, knew, I wondered why you were getting it right. You read it off the board. <laughs> and Dennis Matthews, VP over at uh, Marketing Communications with Enterprise Canada, but also a political wonk. Yeah. This could not Perfect. be more opposite to one another. It makes hey, me laugh. Did you rent cars, Enterprise Canada? Like, if I need something, yeah, for that's the what he does. He rents cars. Up, You're probably. a car rental agency on the <laughs> <Yeah>. side there. <laughs> Are you a small business guy, like miniature? Like, yeah, I can put I'm, you in my pocket? I can hardly reach the microphone. They get a little <laughs> step stool for me. You can rent a mini. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about the feds um, announcing new gun laws that uh, I think are, are much more talk than action. It's created a whole lot of more paperwork for gun owners, but it does nothing to stop actual gun crime that is ravaging our cities. Andy, I don't know if you've read up on this, but, mm-hmm. you know, it does things like, you know, increases background checks on people and, uh, again, you your licensing and that, but it does nothing to take guns out of the hands of gangsters. That's, that's not what I've read. Is a possible means to identify large and unusual gun transactions that could point to gang activity or trafficking. Aren't I a browner for doing my homework? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I know you're opposed to this because it's Trudeau and the liberals. I'm not opposed to, I, I'm not, I have like not, I'm, I'm not a gun person. Uh, so I don't, I'm not anti-gun, I'm not for-gun, I just kind of, I'm down the middle on this one. I just think you have to address what is actually happening in cities, and I don't think this addresses it. I, I don't know how you actually can. You can you can put more stringent levels, the measures at a federal level, but I can't see if a guy's getting a gun that he bought in Buffalo smuggling across the border. I see there's very little you can do that. Right. But you can make it more difficult for those criminals to get the guns that are legally bought and licensed they should be stored somewhere. There was a case in Saskatchewan where they broke into the gun place, snipped a wire, and got away with 12 guns. That sort of thing we need to address. Yeah, I think most most problems with guns are, are illegal guns, and you're 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 right on that. The but but the issue here, this is a lot of sizzle. And I know you were talking about this before. You know, he's looking for the headline. Justin Trudeau track, you know, cracks down on on gun violence. But the but the issue here is how are the guns getting into the country, and what can they do to stop yeah. that? And what are you doing to combat people who have illegal weapons. I, I don't, there's not a lot of crime being committed out there by people who went through all the paperwork, registered their gun, got their permit to carry it, moved it all around, and then went and committed a crime. Mm-hmm. Now, these are people who are stealing the guns in the first place, and we have to treat these people very severely. Right, because I've done a lot of crime reporting, so this is not even political, and, and any time I've done a, a gang shooting, whether it was the Eaton Center shooting uh, of Jane Kriba, or any kind of shooting, uh, and you hear the same politician say, we need to ban illegal guns. Well, okay, but sorry, criminals are not registering okay, their weapons. So, so listening to you two, we, he should do nothing. It's, well, okay, no, this but, is uh, the bit that, that, that It's not about doing mad. nothing, but don't don't sell people and Why make them... Why are you selling something? It was part of his platform. He is going in, he said he was going to bring in new gun restrictions. He said that's what he was going to do as part of his platform. Okay, when so he you're was okay elected. with just like, like, I'm going to bake you a cake. It's going to be completely hollow, but it's going to look At like a cake. At least he's doing something. Okay, well... 
woke and I you're mean, okay with being are, lulled into something? We are now something? discussing the level of his action, but you're always claiming that he's totally inactive. He's doing but, something, and well, you the, don't like the, this. The, pro the problem is he's, he's doing something on the one hand, but on the other hand, he's undoing things, and he's undoing stuff that the Harper government and, and a previous conservative government had brought in on mandatory minimums for many of these crimes. So if, if you're going to yeah. go commit a crime and you've got a gun, well, there's going to be a certain number of months or years that you have to spend behind bars as a consequence for that. And they don't like those kind of penalties, and so they've been relaxing it on that side and instead doing symbolic stuff on this side. And they'd be much better off to actually you know, tighten these rules. That's Do you think keeping records for 20 years is symbolic? If they want to go back and check where that gun came from, whether it was illegal, what happened to I, it? I don't have an issue with it. What I have an issue is that I think that this is a lot of... Um, Phenomenal icing on the cake, but I don't think there's much taste of the cake. And I, I have a problem. You're really into baking analogies I'm just saying, tonight. <laughs> what I don't like is uh, being sold a bill of goods for nothing. And I don't think it's fair to lull people into thinking that something's happening when I know Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, there's likely going to be a shooting downtown yeah. Toronto. Is that not a police issue, though, too? I mean, you've got to talk about the policing side right. of it. The, sure. The, but what the, are they the doing to arm our police to make sure that they can do their jobs? They're not even allowed to card or do any anything to do investigatively. That's another mm -hmm. subject. And I, I agree. I hate to say this, but I agree with you on that one, Alex. It happens sometimes. I know. Small God. miracles. Yeah. But again, it's political. And I, I take the politics out of it. Say we've, we have increased... Uh, certain measures. And I, I do think that this is a bit of a knee-jerk reaction out of the, the Florida shootings and what we have seen where we get a lot of people very emotional. They want things changed. Then they're told we're changing things. But really, I don't think it's changed anything. And you're okay with that, right? I, I don't agree with you. I think anything that we do to keep guns off the streets and with better legislation and regulation, I'm for. Is it far enough in? I don't really know because I'm not that deep entrenched with that. I'm just Mr. Small Businessman. But I like to see somebody doing something rather than standing like a lot of politicians are and just criticizing other people and watching the parade go by. And I cannot get a cake analogy in there. I was trying very hard. No, but I do tend to agree with Dennis on this, where, okay, why would you take the minimum, uh, manda the mandatory minimums off of something like this? We have too many guys that you know go in for gun crimes and then get out on bail. Hmm. Those are the kinds of changes I think we can make and should keep, not just repeal them because it was a Stephen Harper thing. That would, those are yeah. Law-abiding law gun owners are not the problem here, and and these kind of rules and changes just affect the law-abiding gun owners, and these aren't the ones who are committing crimes. Let's talk about Doug Ford. Okay. Why not? Um, he had a Ford rally last night, planned on Friday, happened on Monday, and of course it upstaged uh, Kathleen Wynne's uh, throne speech. More than two thousand people went to this thing, which. Look, I don't know, other than maybe Trudeau, I don't remember a politician who's gotten that kind of uh, uh, drawing uh, in that short of a time. Do we have any circus music? Because the circus came to town the other day up at the International Center. He comes out there, he does the big, you know, hi, I'm here, waves around. Not one member of the caucus was on stage with him. Thank you very much. <laughs> Says more about them than him. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just think it's a great piece of PI. Got two thousand people in that everybody's impressed with, and it's we'll a big be gathering. Yeah, we'll yeah. be doing. Um, well, why doesn't he come out with some statement policies instead of waving his hands around? Uh, I, here's the thing that everyone apparently thinks a platform can be written in uh, two days. You've been in politics, uh, Dennis. I mean, the man was elected a whole week ago. How long does it take to put a costed out policy? Uh, in front of people. No, it's going to take him. Uh, it's going to take him weeks and and more than a month, you know, to get that all figured out. And he'll probably have something to say closer to the the actual election campaign. I but, mean, I will remind you that Miss Horvath has had four years to get one done, and she just started putting it out now. 
Yeah, no, it, but look what happened at that rally. That was the victory speech that he didn't get to have on the night that he won the won the leadership. But it was a, a bit of a, a brilliant political communications move. You've got the premier out there doing a throne speech. It was stuffy. It was this boring thing, red, and he's marched in with trumpets into the into the chamber. And then there you have, on on contrast, you've got Doug Ford with thousands of people at this rally and getting amped up, and and they're ready for change in Ontario. I yeah, I was going to go myself, wasn't able to make it, but a friend of mine was there, and and he described the crowd as sixty percent Ford Nation loyalists. These are new people in yeah. the party, and forty percent the you know the people you'd normally see there. And what that shows is the people who normally come out are on this Ford train, mm-hmm. and he's brought in sixty percent. You know, he's brought in probably more than a thousand people that would have never come to a political rally like that in the first place. Yeah, I, I didn't go. Uh, I have talked to people who did go, and they said it was it was like, literally, it was uh, electric. In, so in what, what happened there? Tell, tell, tell me what happened. He made an eight-minute speech, and he held some hands, and what else happened? Come on, give, give me the I'll, rest of the I'll, content. I'll, well, I'll tell you what happened. You saw what I think is uh, proof that there is a movement happening in this province mm-hmm. that I think what he is doing uh, you know, not to make the comparison, but Trump-like in the sense that it will continue to grow and speed and yeah. people will start coming out to these things because I don't think 2,000 people are going to come out for a Kathleen Wynne rally. I, I, and every- I think you're grasping at straws, guys. Are you that desperate? No, I think everybody who was there... Out, he, he holds an event, he holds a cheerleading rally, he makes no statements, like I said, he holds some hands and you guys go, ooh, we got 2,000 people in one place that all agreed. Like, oh, can you not give credit where credit's due? Yeah, I mean, I mean look, no I mean, for doing that. But this is this is it's a re- it's hard to get people to come out and do something like that. I mean, especially in the city of Toronto here, the traffic just to get night? there on a Monday night. But these are these are two thousand people who left that hall energized. They left that hall excited. They're going to be out knocking on doors. They're going to be making phone calls. They're going to be donating money. He energized the party. He united the party, and that's what's required to like, win. No one's talking. No one is talking about Patrick Brown and scandal when they're talking about the PC party. So if you want to talk about the accomplishment, is uh, Doug Ford, whether you love him or hate him, has managed to turn the page. Almost immediately. Yeah, wow. Uh, rock bands do that all the time. They get okay, a big fan you're not, base. See, you're, no, I'm, this is why I he am, will win is because people look down at him in the center of the him. university. I'm talking about the event, not him. I kind of like what he's been doing. But don't try and sell me that this event is something special because it's not. It's a poorly attended rock concert. YouTube fan fests get more people. But it, we're not talking about a rock band. We're talking about a politician. Yeah, that, that's okay. what makes it kind of unique is the fact that a politician gets a base that excited. Yeah, I think, I think it's pretty unique to get 2,000 people to come out on a Monday night and we're not even in the actual election campaign yet. Well, that, so that I'm too, going to so. give him some credit for that. Doesn't uh, impress me. Really? No, not at all. Not even in the slightest. Because well, you're thinking it's like the Oscars. This no, isn't no, an Oscars event. It's like, it's like the Oscar. <laughs> I don't think 2,000 people to come and see with the Fords, you know, they've got a reputation. They've got Ford Nation. Okay. They all come out there. Okay. Well, just over the break, I want I, you to give me some thought as to name another politician, maybe other than Justin Trudeau. I just don't think the event is worth talking about. Right. I mean, people came out and they went, ah, oh, he said nothing and did an eight-minute speech. Wow. Okay. I'm impressed. Counterpoint coming back with Andy Stinton and Dennis Matthews. We will talk about uh, Kathleen Wynne announcing $585 million uh, for drugs. We'll talk about that. And is Facebook dead? That next here on Point. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. And we are still debating. And guess what we're debating? Ford Nation. Some of our best debates happen on the breaks here. I'm Alex Pearson. I was, yeah, I was brilliant. Yeah, I was yeah, doing yeah, the break. Self-proclaimed I, seriously, brilliant. Seriously. That is, uh, 
<laughs> Andy Stinton, very small business guy. Uh, and Dennis Matthews joining us. All right, well, let's talk about Kathleen Wynne. Because she did a, she again outlefted um, Andrea Horvath with this pharma plan she announced. It's only going to cost us $585 million, giving those 65 and over uh, free, the word free, uh, pharmacare. And Andy, where are you on this? Where am I on this? Um, I don't like Wynn. I think that the people that put her there are really stupid because she pulled this before after the Dalton McGilty thing. And I think they possibly could buy it again. His shiny bright objects, his free drugs, his free dental, his free this. And when you say, how much is it? 500 million? 585 million. 585 so and yet over we're half a billion. 8 billion in debt. No, no, we're, that's deficit. We're 320 deficit. billion in debt. As the small businessman, all these figures are beyond my comprehension. So in actual fact, though I don't want it to happen, I think she's... You know, we're going to pay for it. Five hundred million actually doesn't sound like very much. Well, that in, in, uh, re- in relatively against all the others, big billion figures. Right, and so again, it's the sixteen dollar orange juice that people can get their yeah. hand, head around. They can't get their head around this. What I can get my head around is that we can't afford it. Yeah, well, like a couple of things here. You know, first, the free stuff and describing it as free stuff really bothers me. Yeah. Like this is something that the taxpayers actually pay for. And as soon as you start branding it as free, everybody thinks, well, what am I going to get next? And stuff just gets sort of divided well, you up. Are. And, education. And they do this with education. You yeah. know, you see fr- free tuition. Well, no, I'm actually paying for that. And, and even Andy there is paying for the free is free tuition as a small business owner. And, but the, but the, the second thing is we, and you, you just mentioned this, like we don't actually have this money. Uh, Ontario is the most indebted sub-national jurisdiction, I think in the entire world, yeah, more than actually... $300 billion in, in debt. And I remember a couple of years back, people always talked about California being this sort of basket case economy and everything was going bankrupt. And, and Ontario doesn't even compare to California. Like we're in, we're in way worse shape and it's, uh, we just don't have this money. So it, it, maybe it's a great idea to give people free stuff, but we just don't have the money. I think no one cares uh, until they start getting hit with real user fees going to the hospitals. And that. But, but, you know, things have gotten so bad that daily stories of hospital treatments, you know, in broom closets and people just laying in hallways on gurney. I guess we've just accepted that as the norm. I, you know what? I, I I have quite a low opinion of the electorate sometimes. Yep. It's because... They don't realize, and I've actually explained this to people, when somebody says that they're going to give you something, they're probably going to take it away or you're going to pay for it. But people keep, go back to Mike Harris, go, you know, back in my memory. Uh, Don't tease me. Moving, <laughs> you were so wanting to get in there with an age joke, weren't you? <laughs> no. Yes, you were. You were going for that. Uh, no, I just happen to be a very big fan of Mike Harris. <laughs> um, and, and people just don't get it. And and that's what concerns me. I don't want to see it back. I think people will buy this and they'll go, oh, look, right. we get mm-hmm. free teeth. And you know and you know what? My kid, when he's 40, he's going to wake up and say, how, like, how could you have done this to us? There's no... There's nothing left for us. Education isn't existing in hospital care. We can't get it. They'll be paying for it. You know, like, I think it works sometimes, that, especially in the lead up to an election. You know, it's not uncommon for politicians to wait until right before the sure. election to, to unveil big promises. But I think you're starting to see with, with Kathleen Wynne and the Liberals, people are taking a step back and they're actually asking themselves, you know, am I better off than I was when they were first elected? Is the province in better shape than than it's been? And and that's where I think you're starting to see their poll numbers really sag and the fact that 80% of people want change. Mm-hmm. And it's, well, do people want, you know, free pharmacare? Well, I'm, I'm sure if you ask people that in isolation, but 
once in a while you can watch the population sort of take a step back and say, is are things moving in the right direction? And clearly, they don't think they are. Right. And so would I rather free pharmacare or would I rather actually be able to afford hydro? I think I'd, you know, look, yeah, I think you people know what? just want- Here's the bit I don't understand. It was at Square One the other day and I was walking down one of the little aisles and I was following two 14-year-old girls. One of them had a case. Yeah, no. I wasn't. You may want to describe that differently. (laughs) Boy, this is a good story. (laughs) I was walking along behind these young ladies as part of the normal traffic flow. Is that better? Yes, okay. And Mm -hmm. one of them had a Kate Spade bag on, which I'm told is. You were looking really carefully. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Had a Kate Spade bag on, Spade bag on, and the other one was carrying a coach purse, which I know about. Jesus, you got your details down, yeah. right? <laughs> okay. Because I'm thinking there's a problem with the economy as I rush through Holt Renfrew, which is packed, <laughs> and I'm seeing all these Kate Spade bags and coach bags on 14 year old kids. Where's all this money coming from? Exactly. Where is it coming from? They're probably getting it from credit card companies who are doling them out by, you know, the handful and the kids are racking them up and where are they getting their VIP service and all this stuff? They rack up all this debt and then they can't afford their education. So then we give it to them for free. That is a problem. No more handbag stories? But it was the best story ever, you perv. All right, let's talk about Facebook with the little time we have left. Um, under fire around the world for um, uh, harvesting private data. And then some suggest that it may have helped put uh, Donald Trump into the White House. But I-, I don't think that this is an isolated incident. I think people have been mining data for a long time. But uh, do you think this is going to be the end of, of Facebook, given the court co- court cases it'll probably bring? No, I mean, I, I get frustrated by this these type of stories for, for a few reasons. You know, when Obama or some fashionable left-wing politician does it, yep. it's, it's genius. It's online marketing. It's the best thing to be done. They data mined. Yep. When a Republican does it or a conservative does it, suddenly it's evil and has to be investigated. But, I, you know, I think a lot of this is stuff that normal marketers do. And it sounds kind of scary. And you hear these phrases like, oh, lookalike audiences or APIs or whatever other lingo is in the story. But this is stuff, it's just marketing today. And, you know, people freaked out when political ads went on TV. They thought they were the end of the world. People freaked out when robocalls were being made. And now we're freaking out over Facebook ads. Like it's well, like, a little like predictable. People are surprised that if I put difference. my whole life online, someone might gain some yeah. uh, insight and, into who and, I am. And nobody's <laughs> accusing anybody in all of this of, of, of truly like going into somebody's wallet and stealing their information or, or stealing their passwords. This is information that people have provided willingly. Yes, they, they did it as a, I believe it was a personality test. Yep. And you know, I, I offer, love these things. Yeah, I look at people. They always try and get me. To, is what kind of rock star would you be? Well, well, I, I, their personality checks out as naive. Your porn <laughs> <man>? <laughs> yeah. yeah, or stupid. <laughs> but no, I mean, what's happened with this company? I mean, they've got them on camera. I think this is a lot bigger than we're making. I don't think it's just the data mining. I think it's stuff. big. I just don't think it's the only case of it. I, what I think is, it happens all the time, and it just happens to be that Facebook has been caught in the cross. I don't think this is a new practice either. I just think it's the first time that it's come uh, at such a big global level. I, I think the issue is, is technology has grown much faster than security can, mm-hmm. and they don't know. But I think what's going to happen in this case, I mean, Facebook shares have gone down in the toilet, and now they've got to get advertisers, and they are not going to be seen as a trusted brand anymore. So I think there's a lot more trouble for Facebook. And then there's all the legal implications. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's what this company's done. They apparently controlled all the digital marketing sure. for, uh, for Trump. They started the Ugly Hillary, whatever her name was, campaign. Uh, they've got them on tape doing this. Yep. Yeah, well, look, mm-hmm. I'm not suggesting that it's right. I just think it happens a lot more than people realize. And maybe this is a wake-up call for a whole generation of 
uh, you know, check before you, you give your whole life away online. Yeah, critical thinking. Critical thinking. Should I tell you what I feel? On my feed tomorrow, I see, see suggestions for Kate Spade handbags. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and most wanted man. It is possible you're following 14-year-old you girls yeah. at the mall. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Sharing with Andy. All right, guys. <laughs> Andy Stinton joining us and Dennis Matthews for this counterpoint. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.